Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. You guys, welcome back to I Totally Relate. Oh, hey. Hey. (laughs) We're so glad that you are here with us today. We have something we're so excited to share. I think I say that every time, but that's, we always, I always have something excited to share. You guys, it's very exciting to sit down and share with you. (laughs) It's true. Okay. Did you guys know we have a newsletter? Dun, dun. (laughs) We love it. It's a really fun way for us to be able to connect with you guys um, and share some of our yeah like behind the scenes information yeah inspirational messages and just personal things that we're going through yeah so in the month of july shelby and i each took a turn writing a newsletter to you guys just Mm -hmm. from us personally and so shelby wrote hers yeah we we were able to um just share a message on our own journey um with self-empowerment and what that meant to us. So then the second newsletter we sent out this month, I wrote, by the way, it's so special. I love it. It's all about my tattoo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Our newsletter is a really fun way for us to contact you. We really try to respect your time. So we send out two, two newsletters a month. And if this is something that you're interested in, in receiving some of these little messages, swipe down to our show notes. You can find a link there or head on over to our Instagram and you can sign up for the newsletter there. We were able just to take these, just a moment to share parts of our story that have helped us find Mm self-empowerment. And newsflash, that has been the theme to kick off season two. Yeah. So we started with our why, like why we're doing this and the purpose behind our podcast. The second episode in season two was Chelsea sharing with us the how to, how to, right? Like how to let go, how to choose and then receive. And and all of that is surrendering and and finding your own power. And giving us tools to turn our pain into power using these tools of self-empowerment, of showing us that we have everything we need inside of us to transmute things that maybe haven't been the best or painful or or hard to deal with. Yeah. And then the following episode, we share a beautiful story of someone's own personal journey in turning their pain into their power. Yes. We mm-hmm. cannot have a conversation about self-empowerment without talking about anger. Yeah. Well, we had been having a conversation and we realized that anger is a tool or a way to show us that there is a boundary that needs in place here. Anger is a way to let us know that something doesn't feel right within ourselves. And that is a journey into self-empowerment to be able to stand and to accept the behavior that we deserve. Um, And boundaries help us utilize that. But the way that we are maybe shown that we need a boundary is when we get angry. Yeah. So anger is important to listen to. Yeah. So we talked about this for a long time, Mm -hmm. actually. So we split this conversation into two different episodes. So we're going to share the first part of our conversation with you today. So what you'll hear today is Shelby and I sharing our personal experiences Mm -hmm. with anger. 
Yeah. Before we can even like really talk about anger, we just have to acknowledge how it has impacted us so far in our lives mm -hmm. and how it's got us to where we are today. And then once we acknowledge and, and can learn from that, then we can talk about what we hope for the future. Yeah. But first, we got to catch you guys up. Shelby and I are mad women. <laughs> this is how anger kind of creeps up into our life. And I hope that you can maybe find a piece of yourself inside this conversation. Let's go back and, and tell our stories okay. about how we got here. Let's do it. You want me to go first? Yes, okay. always. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Age before beauty. <laughs> That's not true at all. <sighs> okay. More like I'm always the last to jump. Like, I know. I can't. You go first. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the thing. I do not like to feel angry. Mm -hmm. I would say I have had a very hard time feeling my anger all the way up until like this last year of my life, uh -huh. maybe year and a half. So I'm very fresh in these like, I'm feeling angry vibes. And which is probably why I'm like, oh my gosh, anger's cool. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm very like green with this mm -hmm. because I have spent my whole life being so uncomfortable with anger. Mm. So if we go back to where this comes from, like why am I so uncomfortable with anger? So there are not very many females in our family. There are not very many like females in no. our, because we're, we just, there's a lot of guys, we're just mm -hmm. a lot of boys in our family. And when they were angry, it was so scary for me. Mm -hmm. And I do want to preface this with like, nobody, like they weren't violent to each other. But there was, like, you can't see me, <laughs> so this isn't helping. But, like, there were, ex like, emotional explosions, right? Like, that's what it felt like. <laughs> you can't it see me. It was this, y'all. I'm, I'm doing some <laughs> wild art movements. Like, yeah, so nobody, nobody was violent to each other, but there was... Oh, shit. I did it again. I, there's not a word for it, right? Oh, well, actually, this makes well, sense. Well, it's violent. Like, we did grow up with violence. And, yeah. And, 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 and is, it, is it this... I think this is... Okay, this is where it's going to get tricky. Yeah. Like, I can this myself, like, is walking where this it feels where it's just like... We have shamed anger so badly that it feels scary to admit the things that I've seen. Yeah. Or dealt with. Yeah. And... And because when you come from when you come from a family that processes things in a healthy way, this behavior feels very out of place. Yeah. I do not like to be angry or to act it or to feel it. And of course this is a cultural thing for sure. I guarantee like most women feel uncomfortable being angry or displaying angry emotions. There are social narratives that like yes. as women that is not a ladylike to be. Mm -hmm. For me, it goes a little bit deeper. Anger is so uncomfortable for me. When I was younger, I was always outnumbered by males in my family, and there was a lot of anger. And rightfully so. The men in our family have experienced a lot of trauma. So everything I'm about to share, I do so without judgment for others. More so, it's just 
the feeling of compassion for myself in mm. recognizing and validating my own experience. Yes. That that was scary for me and I didn't like the way I felt. And so because I didn't like the way I felt when my loved ones were angry, mm-hmm. I made a subconscious decision that I will not make other people feel this way. And so now whenever I feel angry, I silence it Mm -hmm. because I would not want to make other people feel the way that my young child felt, you know, when she couldn't process everything that was going on. Okay. And so this has led to some very unhealthy codependent behaviors, right? So if I don't like the way I feel when other people are angry, I then try to curate a reality, which is not a real reality, but I I try to curate an experience in which they do not feel angry. So I try to block anything from my loved ones that might make them feel angry. Okay. So you're like let's say I get angry because the living room is dirty. So if you know I'm coming over, you're making sure the living room is clean in order to not set me off Yes, would be an example of that. Yes, which that sounds very loving, right? Like that sounds like a great idea until... When it's so controlled though, that's different. If you're like batting away certain topics or yes you're starting to hide things or because it is impossible because not only are you coming over to my home and you like clean organized spaces i also live with two young human beings who want to explore and get toys out and make messes and so now this is like nobody can get toys out we must keep it clean Okay. And organized, right? And so it's not it's not even just like a hypervigilance of like keeping things clean. It's a hypervigilance of monitoring everybody else's thoughts, behaviors, and actions because it eventually is going to impact the cleanliness of the front room. Okay. So it is an, it is an impossible task, especially when it comes into play with like you know, my, my marital relationship. So, uh, I definitely never want my husband to be angry because, oh God, that's so uncomfortable for me. I don't like the way I feel when he's angry. So I'm going to make sure that he doesn't get angry. Okay. It is impossible to keep other people from being angry because even like, let's just take finances, for example, like, okay, I'm in charge of all the finances. I pay all the bills. I pay them on time. But if he were to you know, spend some money and like, oh crap, I was going to pay that bill. Okay, now I'm late on that bill, but I can't tell him because that would make him mad. So now I worry myself into a tissy because I'm trying to solve these problems so that he never has to experience the discomfort of financial tightness. I mean, and, and this goes into like, okay, I don't want him to get his feelings hurt. And so I don't want people to say things that will take away, you know, validation from him or his feelings. And so, you know, when his family members text something or say something, like I cannot control, I cannot control all of that. Yeah. I cannot keep everybody from 
hurting my husband's feelings. No, it's like you're trying to control the traffic that he's going through on the way home, and you're not even in the car. Yeah. And so it's exhausting. Totally. It is exhausting. I have spent so much of my energy in my life thus far to an impossible end that I can't get that energy back. And now I am a 36-year-old woman trying to unlearn codependent behaviors and allow the people in my life to have their own feelings. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. This is how much money we had. This is the amount of bills that we have. And when you spent money, it came out of the spill. Yeah. Yeah. And in turn, Mm. I have done such a disservice because now, you know, if you... And I've, like, just withheld situations in which people could learn or to experience it. I I have kept that from them, and I have created resentment within... You know, I'm carrying that. I'm carrying all the anger. You think I don't feel pissed at, like... embarrassing we got like a second notice that the bill isn't paid like I am carrying that anger Mm. for me and them so I'm storing all this stuff and I'm not dealing with it and they're not dealing with it they don't know (laughs) to deal with it right I'm carrying it for you look how much I love you but it's really (sighs) been a disservice and Mm -hmm. so allowing people to feel their own feelings even the really, really, really uncomfortable ones, like their anger, their their anger, their mad, their madness, their frustration, like you get to feel that, and you and you get to do with that what you want, mm-hmm. and I get to just listen to, I get to listen to angry, angry Carissa. She has something to tell me. I get to do with that what I want, right? Yeah. And so now we're like actual adults in a relationship instead of like this weird codependent thing. I see that I have. Yeah. And, and I don't, I mean, this is actually like really embarrassing saying it out loud and I'm putting it in really simple terms so that like you, the listener can like interpret that into your own situations, you know, 100%. Um, Absolutely. But it does run really deep and it is very tangled and it's super like, I have a lot of shame around it, but the only, the only thing at this point that I can do is recognize it, name it say it out loud, feel it, and try to do something different. Try to learn a new way, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, like, that's everybody else's anger. And not to mention, I have my own. Mm -hmm. I have been done not right by. That's not a. That's not how you say it. Done I, dirty or yeah, what? I've been not done right by. <laughs> what the hell statement is that? Like, I have been done wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I have my own anger. So mm-hmm. if you think it's uncomfortable for me to feel your anger, oh, God. Wait. You should feel the discomfort of mine. I'll share this little experience. I was doing an EMDR session with my therapist, and the feeling that was coming up was anger. And I kept trying to, like, shake it off. Like, oh, shake, oh, shake my shoulder. Like, loosen those shoulders up. Like, oh. Like, I kept even, like, making sounds. Like, like huffing. Like, oh, okay, stop it. Knock it off. And my therapist finally stops the session. He's like, the longer you continue to not feel your anger, the longer you will keep it with you. And I was like, oh, crap, I got to do this. I got to I gotta feel my anger. And it was very uncomfortable, and I was very angry for, like, three weeks. And I <laughs> said really mean things to the people I love. <laughs> but angry Carissa. I have so many hard eyes for you. <laughs> I 
love you. At one point, I told my husband, I don't give a shit what you feel. <laughs> this is not true! <laughs> I care very much how he feels. I've tangled myself up into a knot trying to, like, make sure he feels good because I care so yeah. much. But, like, anger is, like, I cannot do that any longer. Yeah. Anger, angry Carissa loves Carissa. Ah. Uh. Angry Carissa says, that's enough. Angry Carissa says, I know you are a good human being. You deserve love. You deserve safety. Mm-hmm. Angry Carissa loves Carissa. Mm. And the more I, like, try to silence her and, like, you know, hold her mouth shut, the more she is, like, get <laughs> off of me, right? Yeah. The more she's swinging. Ooh. Okay, that is making me realize that it's like when we are given the space and not told how to feel, think, or say, then we're not feeling like we have to defend it. Then we're actually looking at it and understanding. Yeah. Because when you sit with angry Carissa, you realize she's really not as scary as what you've chalked her up to be in your mind. She's just trying to... to say something yeah. and you're not listening. Yeah. And you know what people do when they don't feel fucking heard? They get louder. Mm-hmm. Because what did we say? We said we are human beings and ultimately we are trying to survive. Yeah. When I don't feel seen, heard, or connected, my survival is at risk. Mm-hmm. We teach, like, that. that is a, that is a, biological thing that we come into this earth yeah. with that is like what crying is like that's my experience with anger I think that's it mm. I don't like it and I'm learning I am learning that it is necessary in order for me to be healthy and in fact it's not as scary as I think mm-hmm. and when I can just say that's fucking messed up yeah I actually don't feel as angry as I do when I, it's fine, it's fine, it's okay, it's okay. Like, that, even just like that energy and that, I can feel like, oh, anger is welling up inside of me versus just being able to advocate for myself and speak up for myself and say, I did not like when you did that. When you say, I did not like when you did that, you're advocating for a part of you that is feeling riled up. There's a need here, yeah. right? So yeah. saying, I did not like what you, what you did here. And then you finding a safe place to express that to not perpetuate yes. actions. Yeah. So you're still needing to be heard. Like there might... And that's why we love therapy mm-hmm. is it's a space <laughs> yeah. where we can say, I'm mad about this or X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And they can help give you the tools of saying, of course you are. I see you. I see where that anger comes from. Now let's look into what we can yeah. can do with it. Why didn't you like when that was done? Mm. Well, I didn't like when that was done because it made me feel like you might leave me or I'm not good enough or like why like triggering something deeper. Anger is saying, I don't like this. 
And and then yeah, that sitting in that discomfort is having the curi- curiosity enough to ask why. Mm. Shelby, you have a very different experience. <laughs> you have a very different relationship with anger. Yeah. Tell me about it. I don't really know what my relationship is with anger. So we come from the same family. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we digested the same thing, but it expresses itself a little differently. Mm -hmm. And so I do have like a... That's one of the things that I also do in therapy is I stuff and stuff and stuff and I minimize. I take experiences and I say, oh, it's not that bad. And I try to over empathize with someone else. So, oh, like I can see like he probably just had a bad day. And that's like, like, you know, he's angry and like I give to I give so much grace to the other person and I internalize everything and that I am the source of all that is bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's me, not the situation, because they just had a bad day. And so, and I think that what happens is I get to a point where I have an expulsion of outward rage that starts to just, like, kind of build up. So I don't get angry all of the time, but, like... I have very undesirable characteristics. Like, in mine and Justin's relationship, I am the yeller. Like, I am the one that is mad. Is it like a stuffing, a stuffing, a stuffing until finally nothing else can fit an explosion? Yes. I feel... Yeah. Explode. Yeah, like, I get to a point where I'm, like... uh, So, I kind of do what you do. Mm -hmm. I, like, try to lobby or, like, goalie Mm -hmm. or whatever, but... In reality, I'm not really protecting. I'm backing myself up into a corner. Oh, and yeah. then once I fill that corner on my shoulder blades, it's like, get back. Yeah. And it's like my way of just like, I don't know how else to articulate that I'm done. Yeah. And so it is like this expulsion of energy. And that scares me. I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's the same, but it's just a little bit different. Like, I can, like, just do things that I'm super not proud of. So the way that, like, I avoided that was, like, I just went faster, faster, faster. Yeah. Like, I feel like my mechanism, like, I used anger as a way to propel me out of discomfort. It gets me away from it, and then I can get myself back and into a line and then eventually it catches up again but it gets Uh, worse so the more that you it's like "Uh, you again yes that feels different than like who are you right and so and then i'm like running Mm -hmm. out of the emotion i guess so Brene brown um says that vulnerability is the only accurate measure of courage And we talked about this in our leadership episodes in season one, where I kind of had this vision of like what a leader is and a leader is brave or courageous. Well, okay, actually, I might even want to reframe that, that like in my mind, tough was I'm fine. It was like, I'm, like, I'm not a sissy or something. Yeah. And so, like, I use, like, this anger out of these things, like, to get myself out of these emotions that I genuinely believe that, like, my anger is what carried me here today because 
statistically, I'm not supposed to be where I am in my life, Mm -hmm. given the circumstances that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. But I'm like no longer in survival mode. I'm no longer worrying about where my food is or my finances or uh, like these things. I feel more settled. I feel more safe. I feel more stable. And I'm seeing things like, you know, Brene Brown's quote, vulnerability is the only accurate measure of courage. (sighs) Well, that just makes you think. And so the more that I sit with my anger or the more that I slow down, I realize that underneath if I can get below there's a hurt Mm -hmm. there's an unmet need Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm trying to work on that's like kind of what's leading me into that inner child work or like that inner journey for me and I have a lot of I have a lot of internal battle within myself and that brings me a lot of shame sometimes I never look back at times where I've like used this anger or this like outburst of energy and felt like that really did it justice for what I was feeling on the inside. Like I never like feel seen or heard. Like, in fact, I feel more undesirable or more disconnected and more shame. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like, like maybe wallowing is like a good, like an imagining of that scenario. I work with a very special man in my life and you as the listener will be able to have a conversation or listen in on a conversation with um steven who is an angel in my life a life coach or a meditation guru but i'm learning and understanding uh you know through therapy and avenues like this of that for me my anger is it's unmet needs it's needing to go back and heal something and it's needing me to look at i think it's actually learning how to regulate myself anger was a cheap way of finding what's that called equilibrium or Mm -hmm. homeostasis Mm -hmm. my fourth grade science teacher should be proud of me (laughs) (laughs) honestly it just feels like there is a sticky black goo And all of my energy is working on just trying to detach. It's like just trying to pull. And it's in me. Like I have, I have angry roots. I come from a lot of anger. I'm not proud of that. It's something that I work on. I'm not sure that I sit with it all of the way. Like it does bring me a lot of shame. I, I still try really hard to like not see those things. But I do have to recognize that those actions, when you go beyond and like see where the roots are coming from, you just start to understand them a little bit more. And so that's like why I have a hard time with, oh, look at that person, see it, how they're acting. I have a lot of I have a lot of empathy in my heart for mm-hmm. individuals who suffer in that way because I understand it's not Do you really think that somebody wants to do that? Like I don't know. I just don't yeah. think that's the energy of who people are. Yeah. And so yeah, what happened to you? It's like, well, I fucking grew up with angry roots and I saw that's how it was expressed and there were systems that oppressed us and that they're, you know, like, yeah, I'm angry about a lot of things, actually, to be honest with you. And, like, I feel like when you label things as good or bad, it's not helpful. We've labeled these actions as bad yeah. instead of, like, recognizing that, like, oh, that person needs 
regulating. There's like a an upset in... Ooh, because if we can shame it out of you instead and you just stop doing that, then we don't have to deal with our own stuff. Yes. That just goes away. Exactly. And But does it really go away? No. If you just take out all of that emotional fuzzy stuff, I am a person who had unmet needs as a child. Therefore, I have work to do. Not, and I think that like we kind of, it like Ooh. becomes like this like, we difficult good or bad yeah and like and it feels kind of hard for me to even say that because I know like my mom loves me so 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 much mm-hmm. and that was never her intention but I am 30 years old and I'm having to work through some tough emotions and like those were just the circumstances yeah that I came into this world yeah. with and so we have people who don't think like me <laughs> like where like they're not seeing that correlation and so and so what that does it allows you to like perpetuate that exact cycle yeah our children in our family they are they are just like crazy mirrors to us right yeah And and so it is very very hard to watch your child that you love and care for be angry because you see your own anger in that and this is where It is a lopsided ask because you are asking the person who is being triggered and the person who went without the training and the person without the experiences to all of a sudden be the person who does it for this younger child. Mm -hmm. Like that is very hard, which is why we are all important and why we all matter because wherever we are on our journey, we can take that time to give that gift back to, let's say, I mean, this gift has been given to me. As a young mother, I did not know how to do these things. I read a book by Dr. Shafali Sabari, and and she taught me this thing. And so now as a person who didn't know how to do that, I now have learned. Mm. And so now I can be that thing for my children that I hope for or or needed, right? Oh, no. Okay, so what you're saying is I was a person who wasn't given that. Therefore, I learned. You worked on that yourself. Yeah. You recognized what you were deficient in. You learned to do better so that you could give better. Yes, because somebody who was in a different place on their journey was willing to give the gift to our society in which I could learn mm-hmm. and, and be given that gift. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, it's a very lopsided ask to have traumatized human beings th- without those learned experiences to all of a sudden just be them for their children. Right. Yeah. I think we all do the best we can. Absolutely. And and that is why when we have our gift, when we know our purpose, we got to we got to give that out. Yes. Like confetti. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is why it's important to teach. Yes. 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 It's not easy. And something that I'm learning is I might never be over some of the anger that I carry. Mm-hmm. I might not ever be able to set this pain down. But I can learn to cope differently. I can give myself yes. space. Yes. I can I can hold space for myself. Like we're never not gonna feel again. We're human beings. These feelings yeah. are always gonna come back. It is, it is the, 
the learning of it so you know how to feel it instead of mm. yeah yeah I think that it's learning to say oh I'm processing yeah I'm I'm having difficult things come up and that's gonna happen like you're not gonna just have it be it's not a fairy tale I'm not trying to just pretend that like you wave your wand and suddenly life is good like yes okay shelves I gotta interject right here please this is and this is why I feel like our journey is so important because if you start back at season one and you listen to us Mm -hmm. we're nervous you know like we were saying earlier like we have like this big grandiose goal and and we we feel this pull but we don't really know where we're being pulled to Mm -hmm. right and so like as people listen from episode to episode and season through season you will see us learn and grow we Mm -hmm. are not tied up in a perfect little bow this is how you do it we are just on our journey yeah we are just yeah we're just processing oh man i'm in a thick of a journey you know yeah yeah and so that's that this is where we are and I think Mm -hmm. it's important to show that because it is really uh invalidating and really difficult to like see yourself in a place that you want to be if you just see the gap between where you are and where you want to be you got to be able to to see some of the steps in the Mm -hmm. way right like yeah so for always just presenting something is like ta-da I did it yeah like we're losing each other 100 percent. we gotta be able to just be like well cat's out of the bag i'm fucking angry (laughs) yeah yeah like i'm pissed about some things versus i was angry and this is how i resolved it no i think the anger is so like multi-faceted and there's a lot of reasons and it's kind of hard to like put it in a blanket statement but like generally yeah, for me, it was just like a cheap way of trying to regulate myself because yeah. I didn't have those basic needs. And so I'm learning as a 30-year-old woman how to regulate my emotional state of being. That's where I'm at. And if you're not there, that's awesome. And like, that's beautiful. And share your tools, share your medicine, right? But that's like where I'm at. That's like what I'm dealing with. It feels like there are parts of our relationships with anger in which I have allowed myself to become the victim to it Mm -hmm. and you allowed yourself to become the aggressor of it Mm -hmm. and both of those things are not true to who we truly are I am truly not a victim right and you are truly not an aggressive person you're not an aggressor right and so when we have like this, the silencing and the holding down of our anger has driven us to a point to act with outside of our truth or our values. Mm-hmm. And those moments create shame. And, and we think, oh, it's our anger's fault. So then we try to push it down even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When in reality just letting go of it and sitting down with it allows us to find out what it's really telling us. Yeah. I can't help but think that like a lot of this is when we live in like the ego or like when we live in, yeah, I don't know how else to say that, like that survival mode or like living in that ego. And so for me, 
like I realized that my anger was something that was propelling me forward and I that has been a way that I have learned to cope with discomfort is I have learned to be a very fast-paced person I was someone who uh, I'm like very fast-paced I can get a lot of things done Mm -hmm. I can hold four jobs at one time like Mm -hmm. I will work whatever and so for me in my journey I'm learning to slow down Mm -hmm. and so as I slow down and I'm learning to go back and process and sit with myself so I am I'm having to process things that happened to me as a young child because that's where I'm at these memories I'm recognizing are they make me angry but mostly like my anger is my pain Mm -hmm. it's me having to go back and regulate with myself and to remind myself that I am the 30 year old and I'm going to drive the car but I validate my six-year-old self I validate that younger part or that emotion inside of me I see that that makes you feel like you're going to be abandoned but we are safe Mm -hmm we are okay, and then moving from there. And so I'm just recognizing that as I heal, I slow down, and I'm having to deal with some of these hurts that I've been running from. Ooh, they're catching up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're catching up. Like, as I, yeah, my past is catching up. That's for sure. I feel like I'm, like, exposing myself. Oh, yeah, there were parts, like, I started talking, and I thought I was just talking to you and then I remembered like oh my gosh the world can hear me okay um so this is kind of embarrassing yeah 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 there there were like there was like a moment when I remembered oh my gosh I'm saying this in front of a microphone and people I love and very much respect are going to hear me say this Mm -hmm. and this is embarrassing but the truth is I didn't create this story on my own yeah I have an entire environment and an entire culture that's, like, helping me come up with this story. It kind of feels like a protecting thing, like a like this, like, silence, and it's, like, when we deny our own realities, then, like, we're denying ourselves of healing. Like, mm. if we don't, like, yeah, like, we didn't get here on our own, and it's, it's, like, at some point we have to set down our own um, reactivity and just be able to listen and like it's this is not a war cry Mm -mm. this is not a like in no way shape or form do I want you to feel like you have to defend yourself it's like no I'm just stating my my environment in which I grew up Mm -hmm. yeah and what I'm dealing with yeah and it's not meant for pain at all. In fact, we're learning from it. Like, yeah. we're getting better. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I Totally Relate Pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I Totally Relate Pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.